What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Renee. What's going on, guys? It's your girl, Renee, here back at it again with another podcast. I hope you guys are feeling good. I'm feeling good, ready to get into some good conversation because you already know what we're talking about. If you don't, we're talking about the holidays and dealing with the family. Okay. This is something that a lot of us, we don't enjoy just, just saying that a lot of you, not saying all of you, some of you, you're blessed to have a family that's not dysfunctional. Okay. So those of us who have dysfunctional people in our family, we have to go through the shit. Okay. <laughs> so welcome to the show. All right. We're going to be chopping it up. I'm going to try to make this as brief as possible, but you know me, it's a podcast. If you guys watch podcasts, you already know this thing can get pretty lengthy. That it can be a long drawn out situation, which is why on YouTube, I try to break this shit up in parts. And then, you know, for the regular listeners on Spotify or what have you, or those of you who buy the podcast from the website, yourgirlrenee.com, I'm throwing that out there so you'll go ahead and buy the fucking podcast. Okay. I'm saying that so you can go there and buy and put a little money in my pocket. Okay. Cause your girl be working hard over here. Y'all support me. Okay. Support your sister. I'm glad you guys are here though. Glad you're well. If you're listening, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season because truly guys, let me just say holiday seasons are so rough. They're so rough, especially when you have to deal with family members who you don't particularly want to see. And me, I can give you advice on this particular experience because I for sure am one of those people who have struggled over and over and over and over again, dealing with people that I don't really want to fucking deal with. And I'm just going to be honest. So if you guys are interested in this topic, if you're here this long, then let's go ahead and get into the conversation. Now, a lot of you who sit here and you're like, well, I don't understand why we should be listening to Renee because Renee is mostly comedy. Well, bitch, if you sit here long enough, then you would know how this shit go. Cause we also talk about serious shit, but if your ass ain't here <laughs> to find out, then <laughs> that's on your ass. Okay. So for those of you who know how this shit go down, let's get it popping. Let's talk about the family. Okay. Because truly, let me just say this. I've always had an issue with my family always growing up. It was always a headache. And I think I enjoyed the holidays more when I was younger, but now that I'm a grown woman and you know, even when I was like a teen and stuff like that, I started to realize that, you know what, my family is really fucked up. And so I didn't really want a lot of people to know the type of stuff that my family was going through because it felt like to me that if I invited someone over that I knew I was going to be judged. Okay. Like I knew I was going to be judged because I didn't want them to see the shit that I saw because I was just terrified. I was terrified of what, what they would say about me at school or whatever have you. But let's be honest. I have grown up in an abusive household. I think I've told you guys this numerous of times. I've grown up in an abusive household. My father was very abusive. I, I don't think I really understood how bad it was until I became a teen because um, you know, when you're younger, you perceive things to be a little bit different than you do when you're older. But I really found out that, okay, I'm in a really dysfunctional type of, uh, of family. And not only just my father being, you know, the abuser, but I have a sister who I'm not really close to. Sometimes I don't know how to read her because sometimes she scares me. I'm just going to be honest. I feel like my sister sometimes can give a little bit of my dad because she's so hardcore. And I get the reason why she is the way she is because she was in an abusive household. So normally her behavior and, and, and being aggressive, it comes from the type of way that she grew up. And it scares me because I see a lot of him in her all the time. And I don't know really how to process that, which is why I don't really like being around a lot of family members in general. 
Okay. And, and it's no secret that a lot of my other family members, they're not particularly fans of my sister. So it's like, you got a whole bunch of people that's upset with one type of person because of things that has happened and transpired in the past. And everybody has their problems. Don't get me wrong. Everybody has their problems. But on my father's side, it's kind of like, oh, all these people have all these different quarrels against my sister because she's just so hardcore. She says what's on her mind. A lot of people can't deal with that. But then sometimes she can be very inappropriate because she's an Aries. You guys know that. Aries, sometimes y'all y'all show y'all asses sometimes. And I, I ain't hating on you. I'm just saying sometimes y'all get a little worked up and too pow pow for people, you know. Um, but, you know, for each his own, she's just got a lot of bad qualities because she's, in, she's got my father's, a lot of my father in her. Um, but let, let me just say this. I think for a lot of you who feel like, man, this is going to be so stressful. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. Believe me, I'm the person that you can talk to about dysfunctional families. Okay. I've been there. I've done that. I've seen it. I've seen it. And, and believe me, it's not a beautiful thing. It's really not. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of aggravation. It's a lot of pain. It's just a lot. And anyone who has been through certain situations with their family on the holidays and it turned to be a terrible catastrophe. I absolutely know exactly what you're talking about. And, and, and for me, it's kind of worse because I got pretty much a lot of frustration, aggravation, and dysfunction on both sides, my mom and my father's side. So pretty much, Oh, and, and, and need I remind you, I have people that I married in that has a lot of dysfunction function too. I, I have to deal with that as well. So it's like, I can't be blessed to have normal people in my life no matter what. And it seems like every time I get involved in these particular situations, right? The older that I've got, I find out the more that they come to me for advice. And I'm like, now you're realizing that I'm actually the scene one. <laughs> it took you this long to know that I'm the fucking scene one and you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems like that because, you know, now I have my family members that call me and they check on me and they want to vent and they're telling me things and they're doing it in a way that it's almost like they love the conversation that we have. I've always been a person that people felt like they could talk to because I felt like, um, well, I believe personally for myself, not, not speaking for them. But I believe personally, I just have that attitude where I don't really give a fuck. You know, I don't I don't mind telling you straight up. I don't mind telling you how I feel. I don't mind giving you truth about my life. I don't mind sharing the uncomfortable things. I don't mind feeling desperate. I don't mind being uncomfortable. I don't mind um, being vulnerable. I just don't mind anymore because the older you get, you realize none of this shit really matters. It's about sharing something with people. And if you can help someone in any way, then you must do it. But a lot of my family, they're prideful. There are some of them are really jealous of each other. It's, it's really ridiculous because I, as I grew older, I started to realize these dynamics, you know, they're very dangerous and, and, and they also can affect someone's mental health. So a lot of you who are dealing with PTSD, um, uh, you know, any type of a mental illness. I'm not going to go into that specifically because I want to stay focused on just the dysfunctional families. And I will tie this into the next podcast. And we're going to be talking about, you know, how mental health is very important and how mental health, you know, someone who's dealing with PTSD, panic, anxiety, all these things stem from your environment. Okay. And a lot of you didn't know just because I'm a comedian, bitch I got a degree a doctorate degree for that fact in psychology okay so just letting you know I know what the fuck I'm talking about even if you think that I'm just here joking around with you bastards <laughs> okay let me get serious okay let's let's get back on to the most serious topic so a lot of you are really not feeling good about hanging out with the family and that's understandable like I said I told you guys the shit I had to deal with. And it's it's crazy because if you are in a family too, because this is what I've discovered. This is just my own um, 
philosophy. It's not something that I'm trying to pin on you because it may not be your situation at all. But I realize is if you're a female and your family is made up of mostly female, then normally if that is the case, then I find that females are a little bit more aggressive. They're more catty. They like to start shit. They're more confrontational than I see with the males in my family because most it's, there's not really left a lot left on my father's side. Okay. And on my mom's side, there they they there's one on my mom's side that I just I don't understand our relationship. It gets kind of crazy because sometimes I think he likes me, but then there's other times like do you like me? <laughs> like, what the fuck? What have I done to you? You know, you're like 70 years old and you're hating me. You know, I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. My family is so fucked up, y'all. I sometimes don't even understand why I'm even involved. I'm like, God, did you really have to do this to me, God? Did you really have to put me around people like this, God? Like, please, God, tell me what I'm dealing with because it's so fucked up. It's like, and, and, and you know what, too? One thing I realized about my family, you guys probably can relate. Is that, and you know, my family know I love them. I talk about everything. So family, I love you. This is not to beat up on you or anything. I'm just calling the shit out like I fucking see it, okay? Uh, a lot of times my family will do this type of shit. They're, they're, they can be very jealous, very jealous people. And I, I'm wondering why, why are you so jealous about certain things? And oh, when I got married, like I realized his family was the same way. I'm like, am I a magnet for people who are just kind of like, I, I'm around people who are fucked up. And normally it's like they want me to come there to make them feel a lot better about what's going on. So I feel like God, God made this my passion to give people comedy, to make people feel good, to give people advice and, and talk about the real types of issues. So you guys can feel good. And I, and I can vent because truly, if I wasn't able to vent with you guys on podcasts, I don't know where the fuck I would be. I mean, first of all, I got to give all honor to God first because God is always listening. And I know he's working on me every single day, but truly dealing with a dysfunctional family can take you to levels you've never been. Now I'm not in the traditional family. Let me be clear. When I was younger, like three and four years old, I remember my grandmother cussing like a sailor throughout the house. So I incorporate that in my comedy. I'm giving a little piece of her in this fucking shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I witnessed that. And then I, I saw, um, you know, my father, he was very abusive and he was very mean and, and cold sometimes. But at the same time, he was a good dad. Like I saw times, you know, not everything about a dad is bad, but there were times when he did great things and there were times that he did some things and I'm just like, okay, where did that fucking come from? Because you were just like Santa Claus the other day and now you're acting like Jacqueline Hyde. You know, I I, I never really understood like you and, 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 and let's not be misunderstood here. I told you guys plenty of time in the podcast. Yeah. I thought my fucking dad had like issues. I thought he was bipolar. I really did. I still think to this day he was. He's no longer here, God rest his soul. But I, I pray that now that he's gone, that his mind can actually rest because people don't realize what having a mental illness and being bipolar is like. But I, I can attest that dealing and, and, and being around someone who has this type of mental illness, it's not easy. It's a struggle every day. You know, as a teen, I didn't know what was going to happen when I woke up in the morning. I was always on edge. And a lot of people won't talk about it because they're like, oh, well, people are going to judge me. Look, I'm stronger than I've ever been because of the struggles that I went through. Like God took me through a lot of struggles, but through those struggles, I became to be a person who is strong and I know how to deal with people. I got a degree in a field that I want to know more about because I saw my loved ones suffer from it. I lost my brother to, uh, you know, the eyed. I can't say a lot of this because, um, it's going to go up on YouTube, but I lost my brother by suicide and it was a horrible situation. 
And and that was a mental illness. And a lot of it became because of the abuse that I feel this is my assumption that it, it came out from the home. My whole point of this is if you guys are so concerned about what it's going to be like for you when you go and you sit down with your family for Thanksgiving, Christmas, because of course, I think the holidays are the worst for me. I think Christmas and, 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 um, and Thanksgiving, because my brother actually took his life after Thanksgiving. Was that? No, actually it was after Christmas. It was December 26th when he took his life. Okay. And I never could process. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? Like, Lord, why? Lord, why did you allow this to happen? Like I was really in that vengeful state with God to the point where I stopped all communications. I didn't want people to know what I was feeling and what I was going through. I was in a dark place. Okay. But I recovered and I still know that God is the only way. I trust that his plan is just, um, a lot of you may not agree, but that's fine. We can agree to disagree. I love to hear you guys' opinions on the podcast. You know that, but, but we're getting back to dysfunction because I, I, I have a tendency to get off track and I'm going to try to stay on track. But, but this whole thing with dysfunctional people, let me just say this. You are not responsible for being in a situation that you don't feel comfortable to be in. Let me just say that. I'm t- I, I, I wish you guys would understand how it's so not important for you to stay in situations that you're not comfortable with. You are not obligated to deal with a lot of the shit that your family bring upon you especially if you're a grown woman. Now, if you're a minor, you shouldn't be listening to this anyway because there's a lot of R-rated stuff in it. But if you're 18 and you're somehow sneaking off and listening to this podcast, let me just say, you have to take each day at a time, one day at a time. If you're a minor, 16, 14, 13, you really shouldn't be listening to this. But I'm gonna tell you this, family are who they are. And sometimes you have to block out the negativity and try to pick the positive out of the situation. And one thing that I used to do when I was a young girl, I would pray for them. And I would also let my mom know because I knew that at the time she was the only sane person that I could talk to. There's always somebody sane you can talk to in your family. Somebody you can trust that you know won't go and take this information back. Go to someone you trust. And if it's not someone in your family, go to somebody outside of the family that you know will not go and share your business, okay? But it's always good to talk to somebody about it. But I had this conversation with my mom that, look, I'm at an age now. And this was when I was like 18. I said, I know you guys want me to come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I just, I can't deal with dad showing his ass. I can't deal with all the negativity within the family. I can't deal with the jealousy amongst us all. I can't deal with the frustrations of hearing you guys arguing every five minutes. And this is supposed to be a happy time. Okay. First of all, you fucking invite me to come to a Thanksgiving celebration but you fucking attack each other. You talk about each other and you make it miserable for me. So why am I supposed to be obligated to come to something where I'm putting myself at risk for, for things that I don't need in my life, which means you're setting me up for disappointment because when you're doing this stuff to me and you're doing it around me, you're putting me in negative spaces. You're making me not feel safe. And this is also going to affect me later on in the future, whether you fucking know it or not. You know, this, this is the type of conversation I had to have with my mom until she actually got it. And then it got to a point where, you know, I kind of felt bad because my mom really needed me to be there for her support. And I realized that I'm her stronghold. So I sucked it up and I went to the fucking shit anyways. (laughs) I did. I sucked it up and said, okay, I'll just come to the shit for you. Even though I know it's going to be a shit show, you know, I just try to block out everything, but I can't even tell you how miserable it is. So what I've learned in my adult life is. Now that my father's gone, things has got a little bit more peaceful. 
but you still find yourself in these, the family quarrels, you know, you know, I've I, I realized that it was a lot of, of disrespect, a lot of abuse. And, and this is not normal people. Let me just say that this is not normal. I'm not telling you that you just got to suck it up and live and, and forget it. No, this is not normal. If you're asking me, is it normal? Hell no, it's not normal. It's not normal for a family to attack each other. It's not normal for a family to disrespect one another. It's not normal for family to be jealous of each other. It's not normal for people to abuse each other in a family setting. It's not normal. But no one in my family that I can actually say had the backbone to call it out. They're so dysfunctional. And the way they deal with it is to not speak on it. This is not the way that you're supposed to, to act as a family. You know, because there was a lot of shit that went on that should have been addressed that wasn't addressed. And it kind of pissed me off because I knew it was something that should have been brought to the light. And they thought, I, I think for years and years and years, they felt that this was normal behavior. And when you say, hey, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Then they have a problem. Then they think there's something wrong with you. And I'm, I, I'm like, no, it's nothing wrong with me. I'm just choosing, uh, sorry, I'm trying to adjust my mic here. I'm just choosing not to be a part of the shit show. And I have a right to choose what I want to be a part of and what I don't want to be a part of. And you guys got to respect the fact that I just don't want to be involved with this shit, you know? And even, you know, I, I, I had a, a wonderful relationship. I will say that um, with, with, I, I'm trying to be as tasteful as I possibly can. Even when I got into a serious relationship with someone and I came to Florida, I realized the same particular situation was, it was like a lot of contradiction in the way that the dynamic was. And it reminded me that once again, there is no safe place. Like you don't even have a safe place amongst people that are different from you. I respect the fact that they're who they are, but you still got to pick and choose what you want to be a part of. And I'm not going to necessarily go on their family because it's not my, my job to go out here and expose other people's business. Um, I was brought into something and I respect that. That's what makes me a classy type of bitch. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to go out here and talk about his family because it's not tasteful, but whatever I have issues with, that is what I'll deal with personally. But Whatever is involving me, I will share some of those experiences that involved me, but I won't get into that today. I'm just going to stay focused on a lot of things that I see in family dynamics. But I've heard many women say, you know, they married in, they met a certain person and they love that person, but it was so hard dealing with the negativity in the family. And it wasn't necessarily my issue was like, it, it, it was almost like it, it can never be anything positive without them being negative. And I mean, they're great people, don't get me wrong, but it was a lot of like underneath type shit. And I'm like, why? Like, why, why do you have to say this about this person when you gather up together? It's like, why does it have to be somebody, the main topic of conversation to say these things or do these things? And I realize a lot of them are fucked up too. So, you know, it is what it is, but I get where you guys are coming from. I'm, I'm not living under a rock and I, and it's not like, I don't know that these things happen. Yes. I, I know these things happen. I've seen it over and over again. And it's a shame because what I realized is that people are children still and to some degree. And a lot of the petty ways that they have, no matter how old they get, it never goes away. They're, they're so caught up in living a certain type of toxic lifestyle 
that they continue to live that lifestyle and then they try to pour that on you. And then before you know it, it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. It's a cycle. It keeps going. It keeps going. It's going hurt. People hurt people is what they say. And it keeps going. But what I wanted to do in my dynamic, in my life, I said that when I bring my children into this world, I don't want to have that toxic way about me. I I want to be different. I don't want to be like my family and my friends. I don't want, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I'm better than them at all. What I'm saying is that I refuse to bring all this negativity that they're bringing to me and to my life and into my next family's life. Because when I bring something into this world, I want them to be surrounded by love and know what it feels like to be in a healthy relationship with your family and your friends. I want my children to be able to be happy to come home and say, Hey mom, how are you? Hey dad, how are you? I want them to feel comfortable enough to know that they can bring people to the house and they're not feel embarrassed by us acting like we don't know how to act and lately I'm, I'm seeing more and more of this dysfunction in, in a lot of different things but we as people have to understand the example that you set means everything if you're setting bad examples then you're only going to get a bad report okay it's it's it's, it's only going to continue to repeat itself over and over again but dealing with family members, I must say, is difficult and it's not an easy task. But you got to figure out if you're old enough, especially because I'm sure you're old enough to deal with people. If you are at a certain age, you got to start taking care of you because all you're doing is allowing them to eat you alive with this toxic energy and you're not able to focus on enjoying the moment. It's already enough stuff out here today that just dampers our spirit, but have to go to family family Ooh, sorry have to go to family where you're supposed to feel safe and then this is what you have to walk into no your family should not be an unsafe place it should always be a safe place and you know I just noticed that a lot of things that we argue about or we we have disagreements about we got to let that shit go it's not worth it God didn't put us here on this earth to battle each other and fight each other and, and cause aggravation and pain in each other's lives he wants us to enjoy the moment because truly life is short. One thing that I told God I never want to do is just go through life hating someone for no damn reason or hating someone because something they did in the past. I want to go through the rest of my life living healthy, free, and in a happy environment as much as I possibly can because I know nothing's perfect, but especially around my family, I think it's important for you to be happy. And, you know, if they want you to come over, then they got to respect the fact that this is not something you're going to do. Now, will they judge you because you say, hey, I'm not attending because I just don't feel like I'm in the mental space for it. Then they're going to come up with their assumptions. They, normally, families who are dysfunctional are also judgmental. Can I just say that? Amen. Normally, that is the case. And I'm just saying. Um, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee, guys, because I, I, I really in, I'm really enjoying this coffee. But let me just say, you you should be able to go to something and have a good time without it being so toxic. And whatever's ailing them, they're just going to have to work that shit out between them and God. But they have to realize you shouldn't be bringing this toxic energy over here because we didn't ask for it. You want us to come to your function. So you got to show me that you want me to be there without acting like a damn fool when we do come. You're having something, but you're mean and you're grouchy and you're, you're, you're being rude, but you want me to be there. You call me weeks ago to say, Hey, you guys come. But then when I don't come, 
you got a problem because I chose not to be in toxicity and toxicity. You know, you get a problem. You got a problem with me when I say I don't want to be a part of it because you're not showing me that it's a safe place. And one thing that dysfunctional families like to do is manipulate a lot of stuff too as well. You know, they want you to show up and then they talk about you. Um, you invite and they act standoffish. Like, okay, well, well, what is it? Do you want me here or not? You know, I get it. I totally get it. But a lot of you have to understand that a lot of this is because they don't really know how to handle themselves in there. And, and a lot of times it could be jealousy. Let me just make that clear. I've seen a lot of situations where family members are so jealous of you. They don't really know how to act in your presence. They're, they're secretly hoping that you don't come. They're happier if you don't come, but they want to make a conversation about you. So they have a reason to talk about you because you're not there. This is, this is the whole mindset of a crazy person. Okay. Let me just fill you guys in. Cause I'm, I'm giving you a little knowledge on psychology as well as telling you how frustrating it is to be fucking around dysfunctional people. Okay. Because truly I've been around dysfunctional people all my fucking life. I know the games. I know the manipulation. I can see through people very clearly. And I think those experiences made me better at what I do. Because when people come to me and they say, yo, as a life coach or a relationship coach, hey, Renee, I want to talk to you. You know, I want to, I want to get your opinion on something. I'm giving you guys what it really is. I'm not sugarcoating it. What If you want to take it and take it, if not, then not, but I'm not going to be one of these people that's going to say, oh, it's going to be all better. And you're going to go here and you're going to have a great attitude. And it's just going to work out because see psychologists and other, other people who are considered to be life coaches and, and motivational coaches, their job is to make you feel better that you're going to be able to get through it. But when you get there and it's a fail, it's because you put yourself in something you don't really have to be in. I'm the realist. I'm going to say, bitch, don't go. <laughs> don't go find something else to do. There's a lot of things you could do. Okay. Which is why one year I go to my mom's cause I don't want her to feel like I just forgotten about her. I love my mother. Can I stand the rest of the family? Eh, that's a bit debatable. <laughs> I love some of my family. I do. I love all of them. Let me, let me quit playing. I do love all of them wholeheartedly, but I just can't deal with the shit that they bring. A lot of times you just can't deal with the bull crap. They're miserable people. Some of them are very miserable people, but I try to split it up and say, I love you guys. So I'm going to come. I'm going to put up with it. The year that I have to put up with it, I make sure I have my Tums. I make sure I have my Aleve. I make sure I have my Advil. I make sure I have my ibuprofen. I make sure I have a lot of shit because I know I'm going to have some type of migraine. I'm going to have some type of stomach pain. I'm going to have some type of anxiety because you bitches are just driving me up the wall. Okay. But I'll come. I may not bring anybody with me, but I'll come. I'll come. <laughs> I'll come. Okay. I'll go there. Yeah. You want me to come, bitch? I'll be there. I'll be there. But I'm not bringing nobody with me because I don't know what your ass is going to do. Okay. So I do that. And then other holidays, I will go on vacation. I will do something that I really love to unwind. I get so excited because I know, okay, I'm going to my mom's this year, but boy, am I excited about next year because I know what I'm going to do next year. I'm going to plan it all to the max. I'm going to go to the casino. I'm going to gamble it up. I'm going to go to a fancy restaurant. I'm going to eat good food. I'm going to take someone I love. We're going to just enjoy the holiday, maybe in the beach or maybe, you know, I, I, I plan for the following year to be better than ever epic. So I give my mom every other year and then every the years that I, I don't go to her, I go somewhere to just enjoy my life and myself. And it's like the best situation ever. 
And it's not bad. And then two, let me let me tell you another way. If you're gonna go for the holiday, what I would most what I would advise certain people is you can deal with 24 hours of the shit. You can deal with maybe 72 hours of the shit. I, I'm just saying. Three days. You know, you can deal with it. You could deal with it. And then go home. <laughs> okay. If, if you got to fly, if you got to fly somewhere, fly. But then as soon as your ass can get back home, get back home, bitch, run. <laughs> run if you have to. Because you don't want to be a part of this shit. Okay. I'm just saying, you got to do what you got to do. But truly, I get it. I truly understand why it can be frustrating. But this is how I personally deal with this type of thing. I just try to set myself up you know, pretty good. One year I do something with them. The next year I just tell them, Hey, you know, I won't be, but I have to do it every other year because I have other commitments. So this year I might be here, but next year I may not. And, and sometimes even breaking up what holiday you go, like you can go on, on Thanksgiving or you can choose to go on Christmas. You can say, Hey, I won't be there for Thanksgiving. But I'll be there for Christmas. And I'm one thing about for Christmas. I'll be there for Thanksgiving. You can switch it up every year. And then whatever, you're not doing something with them that year, you can go on a trip whatever day that is that you decided you wanted to actually break bread with the family, but, but truly give, give them at least one or two of the days, but don't put yourself in a situation where you're staying there weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, because it can get, that's a lot on a person, especially when you're knowing you're in a dysfunctional type of situation. I wouldn't advise anybody to do it personally. I just wouldn't. It's not a good situation. You have to be at a point in your life where you're level headed, you're comfortable you're not, you're not on edge because it's not a good vacation when you're going to someone's place and you're always worrying about what they're going to say, what they're going to do. You're always on edge. You're afraid to go to fucking sleep at night because you don't know what they got planted up in your room. Okay. And those of you who don't want to necessarily stay at your mom's house, get a nice hotel. Say, I'll be in and out. I got things I got to do while I'm here. Make up something, whatever you have to do. But my thing is at the end of the day, your well-being is the most important. And if you feel for some reason that this whole situation of getting together with the family is not a good situation, then I would advise you not to do it. I would, I would advise anyone not to do it. It's never a good situation. It can be a lot of things that can go wrong in this particular situation. Now we do have to be strong. I'm not telling you to run away from things. I'm telling you to find out how you can deal with it first before you put yourself in that environment because you don't want to get yourself caught up in some situation where it's causing you to not be in a good space, okay? So that's why I also recommend for people to, hey, if you can go to therapy, go to a therapist. And, and I'm gonna explain more about therapists too. You gotta know how to pick your therapist because a lot of therapists, they're only looking for a fucking dollar and they're not looking to understand you. They, they haven't been through shit to know exactly what you're going through. They don't know how it affects you to go to a place where you've been abused for years. All they know to do is to try to make you feel better and to get through it. But it's more than, than getting through something. It's facing it and at the same time being healthy while you're facing it. And a, and a lot of therapists just don't get that because they're so concerned about clock hours and, and how much money they're going to get for the holidays. You know, a lot of therapists don't give a damn about you. And some of them are not even certified to do the job, even though they're working in that field. You hear everyday stories about therapists doing stuff to people, you know, and it's unnecessary. And somebody who is guarded, who's been through things all their life, you know, I get it. You, you may be afraid to talk to people because therapists are not being real with you guys about shit. 
You know, a lot of them are, are putting the fake in the funk, put it that way. And a lot of people get mad at me because when I come on here doing this podcast and I start spilling information and sharing things about this and that, and I start calling shit out, then they got a problem with me. Oh, who is she? She's just a comedian. But bitch, I do have a degree. I have a doctorate degree for that fact. Okay. I know how this shit work. I went to school 13 years for a PhD in a field because I struggled every single day of my life seeing my father before he even passed act like a damn psycho and me not knowing what the fuck is going on. Okay. So I had to know I had a brother that I lost from mental illness because he was being abused. So I had to know I had a mother who was being abused by my father for years. So I had to know I saw my grandmother being dragged and beaten by her own husband. So I had to know, bitch. I saw my sister fighting my dad. So I had to know, bitch. I had to know. There was no other, other, no, there was really no other field that I could have possibly been in. God was already telling me this is the field you need to be in because truly your family is broken. They're broken people. But I don't want you broken. I want you to understand that even though this is all has happened, I got to show you what you need to do for you so that you can be in a better headspace, even though this trauma has affected you the way that it has. Because all my life, not only just my family, but people out here in the street, I met some fucked up people out here in the street as well. To me, that was never a safe place. It took me a long time to get to where I am today. Comedy helps. It's the way that I express myself, but I mix the comedy with the truth. I give people a lighthearted conversation because these topics can be very difficult. A lot of topics that I talk about, they're not easy to talk about. But I don't want you crying the whole time you listen to this fucking podcast. I want you to actually feel pretty good when you leave this bitch. Okay. <laughs> Letting you know you're not the only one who's not going through shit. I'm going through shit too. We're, we're going through this shit together. But at the end of the day, we can get through it. And it's okay to talk about it. You don't have to hide anymore. I feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me. No, it's something wrong with you. It's something wrong with the fucking them. They made you the way that you are to some degree. You know, but the conversation is always worth the talk. Okay. It's always worth it. And um, I just want you guys to know that if you do plan on visiting family this holiday season, just do it when you're ready. Don't do it because you're being pushed. And if you have no other choice but to be in these situations, then bring something with you that makes you feel calm. Take a piece of something that you have that always makes you feel good with you. And whenever you're having those moments, you focus on that thing that makes you feel good while you're there. And just know trouble don't last always, honey. You only got to make it a few days. A week can be tough too. You might be there a week, two weeks, whatever have you. But you can make it. Just be yourself and don't apologize to people. Find something you can stick your nose into. Bring puzzle books, something that makes it look like you're doing something, but not necessarily trying to dodge people. But bring your favorite game, whatever you got to do. Puzzle, you know, them puzzles you put together. I decided that before I go home for Christmas, I'm going to bring me a puzzle and I'm going to work on that puzzle the whole time that I'm there to keep myself busy. So I don't necessarily have to worry about the frustrations with the family. I decided that. 
I can work on it every day while I'm there. And my goal is to try to finish a thousand piece puzzle within three days. Cause I, I, I only plan, well, three or four days. I only plan on being there four or five days. I'm, I'm not going to go past five. I, I, I just don't fucking think I have the strength. <laughs> okay. But my goal is to see if I can actually finish it up, put all my time into that to pass the time by, you know, and of course, spend time with my mother because I love her. It's just that, you know, I realize that my family has a lot of issues and a lot of them can't stand each other. So it's like, you're always in the midst of some type of confusion and arguing and this and that. And they telling you about this person, that person. And I'm just thinking, this is a holiday. This is really what we're going to do people. This is really what we're going to fucking do. We're going to sit here and break, break bread and talk about people all fucking day. And it's the holiday season. We should be thankful that we live to see another day. There's a lot of bitches right now who wish they could be breathing and they're not. There's a lot of people who have passed from terrible situations and we're sitting here breaking down each other's spirit. I just don't understand it, but that's why I'm telling you it's a disease. It's truly a disease. It really is. It's a disease that have been passed on to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation. And it's up to you, my friend, to stop that cycle. It is up to you to stop it and say, hey, enough is enough. I am not going to allow this any longer in my life. I have to do something about it. I cannot continue going on this road. Something has to change. Okay. So I just wanted to share that with you guys today. I really did. And you guys know I enjoy talking to you guys always. And I want to give you guys some insight on, on things that really should be talked about because it truly is a difficult situation. It truly can be trying times, but you always got to keep your head up and know that you can be successful and you can get through anything if you put your mind to it. And my thing is, let's just try to be better people every day. Let's try to grow from our mistakes. Let's not be like they were. Let's show them by example that we are different than they are. And let's hold our head up high, regardless of what they say about you, what they think about you. If you have no other choice but to be in that particular situation, do something that makes you feel good and, and keep yourself grounded in those things until the whole trip is over. Give your time some space. I mean, give yourself some space. Do, do what makes you feel good. While you're there, bring a piece of, of, of heaven to you, they call it. And um, truly, I know you'll be okay. But this is just a conversation I want to share with you guys, because truly for me, it's a stressful situation. And what better way is to just talk about it. Okay. With that said, I will see you guys later. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you are enjoying it, we talk about everything from news to gossip to you know what on other clips on this YouTube channel. If you are on Spotify, then you're probably going to hear the long version of this uncensored. And... You're also able to buy the podcast at yourgovernate.com. So check that out if you want to buy certain podcasts that you won't hear on Spotify or YouTube. They'll be posting soon. They may not be up today, but just know they'll be posting soon. So if you want to enjoy other conversations like this, then feel free to hit your girl up on the podcast in yourgovernate.com. You can buy one from uh, the store and I'm sure you'll find something that you like. It's mixed with comedy, but it's also mixed with truth. You know, but we like to have fun over here. We like to have it light. We like to have a good time. We like to talk about real shit. We like to enjoy ourselves and be ourselves and not have to be so professional. You know, that's the fucking problem. A lot of people want to be so professional. They forget about being a real human being. I'm not going to bullshit you. Okay. As they would say, I'm not about to bullshit you. I'm going to tell you straight up. You can like it or you may not like it. But if this is for you, this is for you. You know, this is real shit. 
People go through real stuff. And so, hey, that's what I'm all about. Giving you guys the truth the best way I possibly can and having great conversations so we can, you know, laugh, cry, whatever we want to do together. Okay. We're in this shit together. You're never alone. You're in it together. I get so many emails from people every day talking about, wow, I enjoyed that. I know people look at you as a comedian, but you really helped me. And I'm glad I can do that. Because there's not a lot of real people out there giving you real shit. They want to be so professional. They want to be. But then sometimes too, you know, you can't be so fucking ghetto either, people. We got to have some class. Okay. People want to hear from people who have a little bit of class. I try to give you all in one. You know, I know y'all say, well, class, Renee, class, you know, that could be debatable. But, bitch, I think I have some type of class. Okay, let's give me a little bit of class, child. Child. Anyway, I love you guys. And I will see you guys later.